Welcome back to a brand new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much for all of you who have been so darn excited for us. I yes. can't thank you enough because it, we feel that positive energy and the love and it just means the whole wide world to us. So Let thank me tell you. you, the video on Instagram, you asked for people to comment a certain thing. Which one? <laughs> When we finally sort of revealed it and then directed people to our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30,000 oh, yeah. comments. It's over 30,000. Over 30,000, which is bonkers. Bonkers. Yes. And actually, it was over 20,000 of you commented within the first hour that I released that video. And my Instagram broke. I mean, I couldn't reply to your comments for many days. I was starting to get a little scared. <laughs> um, I just, it just completely broke. Yeah. I wasn't able to um, reply to you. I wasn't able to like, nothing was like, like updating quick enough. Um, it was just wild, but it was the best break in, in all of the history of the world. Thank you so much for, for, yeah. uh, for just like so much love and excitement and support. I mean, truly it's, mm -hmm. it's just remarkable to us. And we're just so thankful yeah. for you. And you, you know, the, the idea to share as much as we do is not for everybody and not a lot of people do it. Because um, it's hard. People, it, haters it, also come at yeah, you. Yeah, but, but when you bring people in and, and kind of the position that Jamie and I are in, when you bring people into that, you know, you guys feel like you're fighting with us and, and you're there with us. But so like, when major things happen, like it means the world to us. Yeah, because when we feel like you're fighting with us, like, that like we're not alone, is you know? So is so paramount to yeah. any trial any challenges things that are taboo when you have a support system whether you know it's some people around you your friends family which is for a lot of people uh, or if you have friends like we do like it is that support system is just so amazing yeah so thank you so much for just cheering us on and praying for us and all the positive vibes I mean I just can't say thank you enough. I wish there was more that I could do for you, but I'm hoping that by showing up and podcasting and sharing our journey and hopefully like inspiring you in some way or making you laugh in some way that we're able to give back to you just a little bit that you yeah. give to us. And so- Which the YouTube video kind of did. I think it was a really good reveal video. And we have so, we have so many more videos coming because that was just finding out. Yeah. Oh, we I'm just so excited for what's to come because we do have another surprise up our sleeves for you. Yes. And, and we're trying to keep it super fun for you because like, we're just so thankful for you. And it's just, life is just more fun. We are big, big proponents of surprising each other. I mean, we were surprised at our wedding day. We're clearly into surprises yeah. and, um, and it's just a fun way to live life. Like you can go ahead and just live life like on the day to day and just, you know, go through the motions or you can make it fun and have surprises and celebrate small milestones and big milestones and just all the things. And so yeah. that's kind of what we're into. And I'm so glad you're into it too. Yeah. Wait until you guys see the video of us breaking it to our kids. I can't wait for you to That's, see yeah. that is scheduled to go the last Monday of February. Yes. So we're excited. We're working on that now to share with you. Now, what was the most common questions that you got after posting? The oh, for sure. The number one question I got is what is your due date? So, uh, our due date, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that was my, 
Uh, so our due date, and as a matter of fact, I was trying to pull up, I had it on Instagram, but my Instagram is still wonky. Like if you're watching the YouTube version of this, I'll show you. It's like, nope. doesn't pull up my, uh, anything. My Instagram is still, it's still trying to fix itself from when you guys <laughs> broke it. And I'm so thankful and she that got you a did. New phone, so. Um, but yeah, so what was I going to say? The due date is October 15th, which is Doug's birthday, but it's also pregnancy and infancy loss awareness day. And that is just monumental to me because obviously, you know, our history yeah. and what we've been through. And so it's just monumental. Like what are the odds? What are the chances? What are the odds? Like, it's just wild to me. Like on my birthday, but also like, and that your birthday happens to be infancy and pregnancy loss awareness. Yeah. And then we happen to, that just is like our whole effing story, which story, I yeah. don't really enjoy, but I mean, it is what it is. And that's like life for you. And you could yeah. just mope around and be sad about it, or you can take it and try to, you know, find others who are going through it too, to lift them up and support them and just be there for them. And that's kind of been our, our philosophy all along, because yeah. when you find someone going through the same kind of struggle that you are, you realize you're not alone. And Especially through the podcast. I mean, one of the main reasons for that is to chat about real issues yeah. and challenges and to help people, you know, whether you're listening in your car right now or through your headphones, like you're not alone. Yeah. And neither are we. So thank you for letting us know that. And I hope we're letting you know that too. But speaking of that, and speaking of you listening, we have the funnest five-star review this <laughs> week. It's the best. Yes. This one comes from, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because it's uh, just a bunch of letters. So G-N-V-G-J-F-F-G-C um, says, I can't relate at all, but I still love it. <laughs> I love that. I title. discovered Married at First Sight during the glorious days of COVID lockdowns. I watched a few seasons, but as the show went on, it seemed obnoxiously dis disingenuous. So I really only followed a few couples from earlier seasons. Doug and Jamie are undoubtedly my faves. Oh, thank Aside you. from their episodes being thoroughly entertaining, we all know why, they <laughs> really did have a love story that was enjoyable to watch unfold. In the years since, I've been grateful to follow their lives through Instagram and YouTube. My New Year resolution was to get off social media. So this podcast has been a great way to still check in on them every week or most weeks, at least. I appreciate the honesty and vulnerability we get from them. And truthfully, I don't even relate to them that much. <laughs> I love LOL. That. I just got married, but have no kids, nor am I trying anytime soon. And I've been blessed to not experience the struggles they often reference. Yet I still feel connected in a weird way and love hearing all the real and raw stories they share. This is a good podcast to listen to when you just want something light. D&J, if you read this, I'm sending you all the prayers for your growing family. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I do wish you left your name because then I could just tell you your name, but I can tell you just like, you just like yeah. typed a bunch Maybe of letters. Maybe it's Jen Vigus. Yeah. Uh, either way, thank you so much. That was, yeah. that five-star review just made me laugh and yeah. yeah. It was but, super cute. Um, so before we get into, because right now we're rounding out the end of the Married at First Sight season. Yes. And so we're going to talk about the latest episode, which was episode 18. Um, and But before that, we did have a few questions that Jamie wrote down from you guys uh, through social media. Yeah. So, so the, the biggest question I'm trying to answer, I've gotten so many questions and I'm trying to keep you updated and answer all your questions. So the first one was the due date. We already covered that. The other one was like, what are your symptoms and how far along are you? So I'm six weeks in three days at the time we're recording this, which is Friday, February 23rd. I'm mm -hmm. six weeks and three days. According to the app, 
um, we haven't had like our first official doctor's appointment yet. It's really kind of scary that it's so far out. I mean, yeah. it's just so far out. It's, it's just still, like, what a couple weeks, right? Yeah. I mean, everything's good. So as far as symptoms, God, I got to tell you, I have a lot and it's just kind of weird because I'm like, am I that old? I mean, I know they, they <laughs> mark me as advanced paternal age, but like, is that real? Is it just by age? Is that why? Yeah. I'm, after yeah? 35, well, 35 and older, you're considered advanced maternal age oh, or congratulations. geriatric pregnancy. And I'm like, okay, I get that I'm a geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> geriatric. <laughs> that Isn't that is really old? Literally. That is what they, geriatric is like the older Man. population. Yeah. That is what they call it. Uh, although now if you're more per, per PC, you would say advanced maternal age. Um, oh. Yeah. And so that's what I am, which is fine because I've seen many advanced maternal age pregnancies Weird. like that happen spontaneously, just like ours did, mm-hmm. although we worked really hard for it. Um, and I've also seen that they, you know, they're healthy and strong and everything is fine. Like you just had a friend who is 41 that had a baby, yeah. right? And her baby, she's fine. Yeah, my her friend baby's Jess, fine. Yeah, she, she worked on her second. She's had two. Um and I think she had the first one when she was 38 and then now she's 41. Yeah. And I'm 37, going to be 38 when this baby comes. So mm-hmm. Jess definitely gives me like a little bit of hope. And, and all of those women who were, you know, titled geriatric, it's like, you know, fine, call us that, but <laughs> we can still have healthy, you know, our bodies are not like decrepit, like, uh, yeah. but <laughs> you're watching elderly pregnant people. <laughs> yeah, we do have a whole lot of gray hairs and some wrinkles, but listen, I do not have gray hair. we still got this. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was going to say, no, you're just, oh, you're I just actually, balding. Yeah. B- well, before I, before we, we talk about more of that, I uh, have an exciting announcement. Oh, what's your exciting announcement? I am going on my own hair journey. You are? Well, you never told me about this. So Doug had an appointment yesterday yes, with- I had a consultation. Yes. It wasn't an appointment. Okay. I learned all about the hair follicles, dormant hair, uh, what blocks testosterone and what happens when someone starts to go bald. Okay. Um, the fact that I don't see- and for, for any, so I've noticed within the past like year that my hair has gone thinner and thinner, especially in the front. No one really sees my back cause I'm really tall, uh, which is good. Um, <laughs> That's true. And one of my main questions was, why does my neck hair grow so much? Yeah, that's but true. But my head hair doesn't. And it turns out it's two completely separate types of hair regions and types of hair. Oh, interesting. So, because um, it looks like different types of hairs. I'm looking at yeah. his neck hairs now. <laughs> and um, so the consultation was, and I've been vocal about having PRP in the past, and, and PRP seemed to work. Yeah, PRP for, for me. did work for so you. So it's, uh, it, it's plasma. Um, Platelet-rich plasma. plasma. So what they do is they take your blood, they put it through a centrifuge, and they get all the platelets, like the good part of your blood out and they separate it. And then that's what they inject into your, uh, into your problem areas, like through your scalp, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of boring for everybody. But yeah. this, th- this, uh, this practice takes it a step further and they make it a more concentrated dose. So instead of having to go once a month, you can go once every four to six months and the results are even, um, the results that from what he showed me are tremendous. So did he say, so first of all, this is Dr. Greco here in Sarasota who Doug went to go see. Yeah. So he, and his father was the one that pioneered. It's not called PRP. It's called CRP. His father was the one that pioneered the practice of this. Wow. So they are experts in, in this. And well, I want to give a quick shout out though, to G lab aesthetics in New Jersey, because they, they are the ones who taught us all about it in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I just really did work. It really, really genuinely does work. So if you do just quick, 
side note, if you are someone who struggles with hair loss or thinning hair, this is for women or men. This is a very um, non-invasive, I would say. I mean, I know that you have to like have like your blood drawn and whatnot, but for mm-hmm. the most part, I mean, there's no surgery or anything. It's a very oh. non-invasive way. Oh, he showed me pictures of hair transplants. <sighs> what? Scary. Really? The way that it looks. Like it is. So what did he say about your head of hair? Oh, so so going back to my head of hair. So the fact that I don't, like when I, I wear hats a lot, but when I take off my hat, I don't see a ton of hair falling out. Like I yeah, don't, I don't notice true. it in the shower. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. notice it on yeah. my pillow. No. So what that tells him is that over time, you know, the, the hair follicles, they grow shorter and thinner. Okay. And what it is, is it's just dormant hair. Oh. So through, um, he prescribed me two uh, prescriptions to take um, that uh, that are oral medication and then with the CRP. Um, but he said that my hair is most likely dormant and oh. it's growing in thinner. And that's why that's why it seems to be receding. Okay. Um, but it's he what he told me was it, you're not you're not past uh, where it's like too far gone. Yeah, because just if you're like curious about this, there is a point that we learned. A point of no return. Yeah, which is when like you're like, like my dad. Basically the shiny bald head mm-hmm. that you're not going to be able, the hair's not dormant. It's just but not But he there. showed me pictures of 50, 60, and 70 year olds that, that got the CRP done. So I'm wow. excited. I'm excited to, to and I'm going to, I'm going to document it too, because um, I really feel like if I could curb this, like my brother and sister have the most beautiful, beautiful hair hair ever. Yeah, it's true. My mom has the thickest head of hair. Yes, it's true. Uh, and I'm not blessed with that. Yeah, so you I'm, got your I'm, dad's side. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. And it's been a not so much a sore spot I've done and, and have experienced way more embarrassing things, but it is something that I notice and something where I just, I don't go out outside without a hat on really. Yeah, um, he so. is. That is something that I feel like you're a little self-conscious yeah, about yeah exactly yeah. self-conscious is the right word um so but little side notes sorry. but i want you to know that i think you're handsome well thank truly you. like well, i want to be sexy i don't want to be handsome you're sexy. sexy you i mean i just made a baby with you so you still got it yeah. <laughs> you are sexy though regardless <laughs> you really are like you're because it's your heart that's sexy why Aww. do i feel like i'm gonna cry saying that but it, i really i think it's hormones it's the pregnancy hormones i'm like literally mm. tearing up telling you that <laughs> but i really do think you're so sexy oh, and it's more thank than you. It has nothing to do with your hair. <laughs> it's just it's you. Better. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. So back to the symptoms. Well, there you go. That's one. I mm. am uh, like, I get emotional pretty easily, mm. I think. Um, and I'm craving milk. Oh yeah, which is weird. I'm not, I actually do love milk and dairy. I like absolutely love it. But I'm, I've been, as you know, on this like diet, not like to lose weight or whatever. I wouldn't even call it a diet. But to I be, would, I would like just a call lifestyle it a change. Nutritional plan. Yeah, like me. I've really been on a nutritional lifestyle change. Like I've been trying to really fuel my body and feed my body like what, what makes me feel best and true like they say dairy is just not as helpful like and stay away from what your where your inflammation comes yeah from. exactly and so um but dairy so dairy is one of those things that they say to, you know try and try to limit it anyways and gluten dairy and gluten and uh i love both a whole lot and i could drink like a gallon of milk right now like i just drank <laughs> probably half a gallon yesterday and I'm like I'm so sorry I don't know if this this but that's what I'm craving and it just is so quenching and why I don't know that's very weird um but that and then Doug will make me something that we call egg in a holes I don't know if that's everyone's familiar with that I never even heard of it until I met 
I may have, Doug. I, I may have, that may be a Hainer thing. That might be a Hainer thing. Because I think it was my dad that started it. So he like so you takes take out. A, yeah, you take, a, you take a piece of bread and you cut out the middle, just like what the size of what a yolk would be. Yeah. And what you do is you put butter on one side and you put that on the frying pan and let that brown a little bit similar to a grilled cheese. Then you take that off and then you crack the egg and try to keep it contained into a circle. And then as the egg starts to become where you would flip it, you instead put the piece of bread over it. And then you scoop up both the bread and the egg and flip it over onto the pan. So then it kind of browns the other side, but also uh, cooks the yolk a bit. And then it's delicious. Yeah. Then you have a egg in a hole and it is the most delicious thing ever. I've been eating like three a day every single morning, but it's weird because the other day I was so sick and Doug brought me in. There was no gluten-free bread left. So he just made me scrambled eggs and I could have thrown up. I was like, that's so sweet, but Oh my I God, I can't to, smell it. It stinks. Make, we had, we had a, only a couple eggs too. I <laughs> tried to maximize. And it was really cute because he made me like a smiley yeah. face with like a strawberry nose and like a banana smiley. And I was like, you've been, you've been, uh, I think I'm going to throw tired. up. You've been waking up really tired. Oh my gosh, really. I've been so tired. But I'm feeling, if, I don't know if you can tell, but I feel really good right now. And I think it's because I let myself stay horizontal for like 12 hours. And I wasn't even sleeping all the time because like I have the worst insomnia. And also if I take a sip of water, my bladder fills up so fast. I swear to goodness, Doug, I was up like five times going pee last night and I'm like, but I'm so thirsty. So I just take a little tiny sip because I also don't, it's really bad if you, if you're dehydrated, you know, you don't want to be dehydrated while you're trying to grow like your amniotic fluid and all that jazz. And so I like let myself have a sip of water, (laughs) but I'm like, then I wake up in an hour and I have a bladder full of, I'm like, how do I have a bladder full of urine? I barely drank anything. I don't know what's (laughs) going on here. So as far as pregnancy symptoms, pardon me, those are like the top, like I'm nauseous 24 seven almost. I'm tired. Like you wouldn't believe my boobs are super duper sore. I'm bloated, but I feel like that's a given, you know, although not really. Cause when I was, you won, you won pickleball games. I did win some pickle. I'm trying to stay active. i I've yeah. been going to a gym that's like hit workouts, like really intense and, and like build muscle. And lately I've actually not been going as often. I'm going to try to go later today, but I'm just scared that yeah, I don't want to push lot. it too much. You know, a pickleball is, it can be intense, but it's not that intense. And like, it's mostly just like, I don't think that that's dangerous. I mean, it's uh, if you fall, I've been playing it yeah. like it for a long time. And, and you're getting really good. Thank you. Yeah. So anyways, those are kind of my symptoms for like right now. And I know that it can change all the time, but, um, right now that's really kind of it. I'm just constantly sick, constantly tired, constantly, uh, (laughs) thankful. I'll tell you that right now, every time, like this morning I was like, I wasn't nauseous for like about two hours. And I was like, wow, I took a shower. Look at me. I'm like my makeup on. I'm, I'm still wearing a hat, but I was like, wow, this is, this feels great. And then I like came out of the shower and started feeling nauseous again. And I was like, come out and be like, no, I'm so nauseous, but I'm so thankful. Yeah. So nauseous, but it's good. I'm just trying to focus on the positive. And I really think that that, whether you're pregnant, whether you're going through, honestly, this is also something that's like, probably, I feel like I'm going to cry thinking about it. Oh man, it's just happening. Um, trying not to, but I just think about like Sarah and Trisha and you know my friends who have recently passed, and I actually met them both through Instagram, and they were friends first. and And I just think about like 
like like their struggle like they they would love to be here right now and 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 even when they like for for sarah anyways like she had cancer and so even when she was here the woman was so sick she was so sick and so weak but she never complained and she always found things to be thankful for at least in front of me anyways and it will forever inspire me for the rest of my life rest in peace trisha and sarah and um and so just as I was out coming out of the shower and starting to feel sick again, I was like, no, but then I just thought of them and I was like, no, Jamie, you get to be here. You get to be pregnant. You get to be with your children and watch them grow another day. Don't you dare feel even bad, for, you know, like any type of negative feeling, like just be thankful. And so that's really, um, like, oh God, I feel like I'm going to cry. Uh, that's just like really kind of where my heart's been. And so if you're also out there struggling with, it could be anything. I mean, Sarah was struggling with cancer. She was literally dying from cancer, but the woman found a way to be thankful and grateful and live, you know, live as, as abundantly as she could with the, the little that she had. And like, yeah. God almighty, like if I am pregnant and I have the biggest blessing of, of like life, how am I going to be like anything other than just thankful and happy? And so easier said than done. It is, you know, it is easier said than but done, it is good that you but it's important try. to remember that and to yeah. live like that because otherwise you're just a depressed, like, you know, and it doesn't have to be that way. And so easier said than done, but, um, that is kind of like my goal and whoa, we, that was not, <laughs> that was not plan part of our plan to talk about mm-hmm. today, but it just happened this morning. And, and I, I still think about Sarah all the time, like, and yeah. Trisha too, um, just all the time and just pray for their, their boys that are still here without their mommies. And it just breaks my effing heart. And, yeah. and we, uh, we actually in interviewed, both of you. yeah, we actually interviewed Trisha, uh, on a previous episode. So you can search for that. We've interviewed Sarah as well. Yeah, And Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. We interviewed Sarah as well. So, uh, yeah. and she's also on our YouTube channel, but Okay, real quick, I want to pause right here to thank one of my favorite meal kits, and that's HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a staple in the Hainer house. I'm the one that does the cooking, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and I got to tell you, ever since we started to get HelloFresh, which delivers farm-fresh ingredients right to your door, it has saved me so much time and energy and money from taking random trips to the store because they deliver meals for you with all the ingredients you can mix and match you can add on whether you want a more protein type meals or if you're keto or gluten-free they have options for everybody and now HelloFresh has more options than ever before they have over 45 dinner options so if you can't find something there then you may not have a good tasting palate but we love HelloFresh and right now you can actually get free breakfast for life when you go to hellofresh.com slash hmcp free and if you use the h uh, use the code hmcp free you get free breakfast for life that's one breakfast item per box while the subscription is active so free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash hmcp free again use that code hmcp free for free breakfast for life all right let's get back to it Anyways, moving on, we have a Married at First Sight recap, and I see you guys are really enjoying the Married at First Sight recaps. Uh, yeah, this we've season a lot has of been. And thank you for agreeing with me <laughs> <laughs> on on some of the points. I, I, you know, it's it it's very hard to watch like the show that you know it, it's just so different. It's very hard it to watch. It is so different nowadays that just don't 
I don't want to say they don't value marriage, but they... they but they don't seem to value they marriage. They don't seem to try. Right. They get to a certain point and just... They're Give not up. trying. Yeah. Um, I did take some notes from... Because... But I would say on that note that Cameron isn't one of them. I feel like he's trying and he just consistently tries and Claire... Well, he finally came back this episode and, and he's, he said something shocking at the end of this past episode. So here's your spoiler alert if you haven't watched episode 18. And I know I'm jumping ahead, but at the end of the episode or towards the end, Cameron meets up with Brennan at a bar and goes over this thing where he was, and he, he's got such a great point. Like Claire has been so involved with the couple's retreat. Claire has been in constant contact with the girls of the show and she's been around the other couples. So, you know, she's, she's trying to have these conversations with Cameron. Cameron, you know, he even had to stop talking for a little bit because of his heart condition. Yeah. Like he just got out of breath and he was, she was just like, you know, I've grown, you know, so much emotionally, blah, blah, blah. And like, do you feel that like you've grown? And Cameron was just like, I sit at home and I can't really do much, you know? And he goes, it's just so confusing that Claire gets emotional when she starts to talk about these things. He's like, you know, even when he moved out, he was just like, I'm moving out. You know, we talked about this and her getting emotional kind of makes him confused, but something- yeah, because it's like, you say that you're platonic, you say that there are no feelings, but then you're getting emotional when I move out. And I, and the truth is, and I've, I have said this since day one, I don't know like what happens with them, but he has been into her this whole entire time. He plays like he's not because he's saving face because he doesn't want, and I get that. And like, I don't blame him at all. But like, if you really watch him and like his body movements and just the way he talks, he is so into her. But then she says, oh yeah, but we just don't have those feelings. He's like, oh yeah, no, we don't. Yeah. And I, I, I do think that it's, that's exactly what's driving it because you know, when, when Claire was talking to her mom, she got emotional talking about him and admitted that she loves him as a person. So it seems like they're on like a really good level of Honestly, friends. Honestly, in but, my opinion, like yeah. I loved you as a person before I ever felt in love with right. you. Like but, she needs to give him a chance, like for real. Yeah. Something that Cameron said though to Brennan was if Claire decides on decision day that she wants to stay and try, Cameron would stay and try. Not shocked to hear that at all. I, I, I am shocked because he seemed to be the one to initiate the whole, I think he was sick of feeling like kind of, and not necessarily her fault, but like kind of feeling, uh, dragged along, like, you know, constantly like have great conversations. They make each other laugh. They give each other gifts. All the things are there, except she just keeps saying that she doesn't have the romantic interest. And so he does, and he's not saying that because like, he doesn't want to feel like a, like, you know, like silly or anything or like the only one. He's, you know, honestly, they remind me a whole lot of like you and me, except she doesn't have her mind open to like being in love with him. And if you, what more could you want? If you have all of those great qualities with a man and I mean, he's handsome, he's successful, he's kind, he's caring, he's, he's got an accent. He makes you laugh. He's got an accent. I mean, girl, what else are you looking for? Like, so maybe you don't have the sparks and the chemistry and that flaming love, but let me tell you. That stuff doesn't last anyways. It well, just doesn't. that she misses it when he's gone. It, you know, it like, is. And so anyways, I they're a very frustrating couple, if you can tell. I get a little frustrated because I'm like, girl, open your mind. Like, give yeah. him a chance. Like, it doesn't have to be platonic. Like, you're, you're keep on labeling that. But that's, that's not fair to him because no. he 
it's not for him. And even though he just keeps saying it is, I wish he wouldn't because maybe then she it's would have the courage able to speak his mind though. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's able to communicate that, which not a lot of people are. And speaking of someone that's not able to communicate things, um, which Becca one? and Austin, which one, which one um, of the other couples, Becca and Austin, I thought were on their way out this episode. Uh, Becca is completely frustrated because, and, and this, this is something that, I don't think we fell into it too much, but you know, Jamie and I, when we filmed the first season of Married at First Sight, and then we had two spinoff seasons shortly after. So we didn't really have a break um, too yeah. much on our own. And it's just, it's, it's, it's telling to me that Becca and Austin, they're not communicating. And finally, Becca says when Pepper and Cal are there, she doesn't know what's real she doesn't know whether Austin's saying things he'll say things on camera he'll say the right things on camera and then when he's off camera he doesn't say those things or doesn't follow those actions which you know for which I, I could see being frustrating for him because he's like on camera is real life you know he's like I'm really doing that but if you're not showing the actions off camera how is she supposed to know so she's in that little funk saying um, I'm being rejected he doesn't seem that into me and we're having good conversations on camera. But when we get off camera, everything just shuts off. And I think that that's a recipe for disaster because then it's just like, well, and, and the reason why I say it kind of um, relates to us a little bit was she, he did something for her and she threw it back at him saying, well, you're just doing that because the producer said to do that. Or he apologized and she was just like, you're just apologizing because the producers said you should, should apologize. Yeah, I mean, and that's a, that's a spiral you don't want to fall yeah, into. Yeah. And honestly, it's, it, it is confusing and hard. And that's why I really think that if you really believe that you have something with your spouse on Married at First Sight to try to just say, you know, like if you really believe there's something there, then just stay married at decision day and live together off camera because that is the most telling thing. Like if you think that someone's saying something just for the cameras, well, you'll know when the cameras are gone if they were. Yeah. And if you think that your relation, you know, like it's just, it's just very telling. Like, can you make it work when the producers aren't prompting you to, cause it's true. It's a TV show. So of course producers are like, Oh, take her to dinner tonight or buy her flowers. You know, like it, it's, it's just what happens. But, um, yeah, but Austin also feels like Becca's micromanaging him. I um, don't, I think that he was into her in the beginning and yeah. now he's not and, you. And, and the way that I've, that, and I've been saying this all along. I yeah, you have, you're the one who convinced me that. So what came out during this episode was when they went on the couple's retreat. Okay. That first night they're getting hot and heavy. They want to work on intimacy. And then all of a sudden, Austin breaks and goes into another room to sleep in another room. And he's like, you can come if you want. And that's like, just so weird. So we, we I found love you, out, Austin, but he's just like, he's like a gentle, a gentle soul. We that doesn't want to hurt her feelings, but is not into her. No, we found out this episode though, that the reason why he left to that, to go to that other room was because it's owned by a professional football player and he wanted to stay in that room because that's where a professional football player slept. And then it also came out that, you know, the times where he's talked about getting intimate and then they would have the day with people, he would get super drunk and then just not do anything. Well, which is, I, I do think also telling. that there's an 
awful lot of pressure on him. And so, and then, and she isn't really helping that. And so, uh, so then it's like him against her and all of Merit at first sight telling him that he should be ready. And so if that was a girl, I like, I don't want to have like a, I'm not trying to be stereotypical or anything like that. And like the fact, the fact is, is like if the tables were turned, I'd be like, why is he pressuring her? That's so messed up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it is different between guys and girls. Yeah. But like, it's not fair. Like he, if so, like a little part of me is just like, I feel his pressure. Cause like people were pressuring me too. Like you were clearly ready to consummate our marriage. Right, and I but wasn't. He doesn't give a reason. He, he doesn't, he doesn't tell, he doesn't well, talk maybe to he's her in, about Maybe it. he's scared or insecure but about he, that's it. That's what he's got to say. Yeah. Well, that's hard to say because it's embarrassing maybe yeah you're going to continue to get that pressure but it's true i know if Um, he doesn't say anything because to us it just looks like he's just denying 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 her and swatting her away and getting drunk when he knows that they're going to be alone and then he'll use that as an excuse like you know whatever it is he's got to tell her and and maybe he's been through some trauma and no one knows you know but maybe he doesn't want to talk about that who who knows yeah that's the magic of cal and pepper though because they they were the ones that said you have to be more intentional. Uh, you have to be honest. You you can't you can't hold back saying things because you think it's going to hurt the person. Like you yeah, can't no, it's not so say true. those things. I mean, like that's so true. Because how how is Becca ever going to know that Austin says he's into her and he really wants to try, but then she doesn't feel it. You right. know, so it's like there's got to be some follow up. Yeah, um, there really wasn't anything else with Becca and Austin. The the main takeaway from the episode, though, was Michael and Chloe. So Michael and Chloe, and, and I kind of saw this where Chloe was getting super um, overwhelmed. Uh, yeah. just, you know, you go from, from a honeymoon, you go from marrying a stranger to a honeymoon, and now you're going into all these couples that have already been together, already hanging out together. And one of them that and, is not even married anymore. Right. And so once they got home from that, Chloe was just like, I need... A couple days. I need to stay away from you for not you, meaning Michael, for a couple days. But she said she's an introvert and she needs. She values her alone time. She values being able to decompress and silence. And Michael is the biggest people pleaser that I've ever. The he's he's so considerate. Yeah, he um, really is. Even though I think he did feel a little bit hurt with that because I mean, I he think wanted I w- to why be would together. It? Yeah, of course. But he also he, understood. Yeah, he is very much a giver, I feel like. And and she is too, though. I mean, I feel like she's also very considerate of him almost to a fault because yeah. I think she's in the worst situation where she knew that he was stood up at the altar and so she doesn't want to be the bad guy to like let him down again, but yet she's not that into him. And well, I, which is kind of weird because he's a great guy. Well, well, what what happened later? But like, though, it's just not for. I mean, he does borrow her jewelry and her clothes, yeah. and but she—that's weird. This was one of the first episodes where I saw them get intimate. Like they were they were kissing, and she she, she is now into him based on this episode to me, she, she is into him. And you know, the whole separation thing for a couple of days could go one of two ways. It could be like. I feel overwhelmed and I'm not looking forward to going back or you can find out that you really miss the person. And she really missed Michael. You could tell she really missed Michael. And then they had this nineties party and I don't, I don't necessarily know whether what was prompted or not, or whether this was like genuine, but remember like Danielle and Bobby, how they would say our, 
our relationships are 10, 10, 10. It's a 10, 10 out of 10. 10. And people would We're try always to, happy. 10 yeah, out of 10. People would try to poke holes in it. Well, that's impossible to be a 10 out of 10. You can't be that happy. That's what started to happen when they had this 90s party is Michael and Chloe's friends started to pick apart. We're like, okay, well, you say everything's perfect. Michael says all the right things, but now that concerns me because he knows exactly what to say and he's so well thought out and honestly, that he says everything right, but that concerns me. So then me. you can't win ever it's in like, life. You know, know? What you, yeah, so I mean, and even when Chloe, uh, Chloe got... Um, she got not cornered by Michael's friends, but she was just like, you know, I, I don't, we haven't had conflict. We don't know how each other handles conflict. But when the friend said like, listen, no, he's a people pleaser. He won't admit it, but he's a people pleaser. He's so good at de-escalating things. So you'll never know when he's actually hurt or what's wrong because he'll think of others before you. So they told her like, don't let him get away with that. Don't let him just de-escalate a situation yeah. where things get tense because one, you'll never have a healthy argument. Two, you'll never know how each other argues or whether you can get past it or through it. I don't know if I it. agree with that though. I don't think, I don't agree with it either. Like they I'm were like, both saying there's gotta be something wrong. There's there doesn't have be to be though. Wrong. Like what if there's not though? Yeah. And what if they're actually just two very mature adults who mm -hmm. are respectful to each other? Yeah. And maybe, I mean, I don't know that she's into him, like, but maybe she's not, but like I wasn't into you. And then I well, fell in love with you yeah. for more than like your appearance, you know? Yeah. And well, so maybe the same keeps, for her. Yeah. If she keeps watching we go boxing and everything else. I mean, I she was definitely be, into that. That's she'll for be sure. way into him even more. But I mean, like, she's, I don't know. Do you yeah. really believe her when she's like, Oh, that's sexy. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just not buying what she's saying. But I, that doesn't... I don't believe he is into her. Oh, I really? Because she on multiple occasions has said, that's my man. Like that is sexy to me. Like, you know, he's never said that. Whoa. That's he, a good anytime. I, and, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I've mm. been watching it. I don't, he keeps saying how beautiful of a person she is and she's got such a good heart and she's so selfless and she thinks of others way before herself, but he hasn't said that this is woman is sexy to me. That like is he hasn't said like, like I'm bursting at the seams to get intimate. And yeah. I don't think he's that into her. Interesting. That's my, my view. I think the focus has always been if people will be into him, if a woman will be into him exactly. because he's so eccentric and so different. But what about him? Is he into her? I don't think he, I don't think he is. I think that he's, is I think he likes her as a person and he's trying to find that spark. But I, I don't, I don't think I don't think he's that into her. Interesting. Um, well, but, talking well, about men who aren't into their wives. Well, Brennan, this Brennan is stepping up like beyond I stepping up this episode. It. I am you may sorry. Not buy it, I am not buying it, but he has, he has cared for her. Well, he, he's, he's been there for her. He's, been to every doctor appointment. He's made sure that she's well taken care of, well rested. He helped clean the house. I think that he's really trying. I don't know. I'm, I just like feel like what he said was like, I just feel like he's like just playing a part. I really do. And I feel like he has no pressure to be like, because she's so hurt obviously like yeah. there's no pressure for them to be intimate and so he is able to play this part and not have to worry about being intimate and poor emily is just being like dragged along like a rag doll and she's yeah. totally falling for all of it and it just breaks my heart to watch i know i i i think that she's cautious though but i don't think i think she is like but falling I, hook line and sinker i noticed that brendan seems happier 
he seems happier with with both with of her hurt, which but, is like to me that is a freaking red flag. Like he's what, the happiest he, that they've ever been with her hurt well, because, and meeting him. Well, because I, I think flag. he realized that he cares for her, but it could also be something where he's like. Um, he might be getting off on the fact that she needs him. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And, and he's the protector, the provider, you know, the person that she's going to. I think yeah. he's thriving in that right now. I just so don't we'll think that's see. healthy at all. I don't, I that's think once she recovers though, like she is, she's very independent and, and fierce. And she's, you know, she's, I don't know if, I don't know if that'll last, but I did get signs that Brennan was really trying. So. Yeah, I don't, maybe it's for my own personal past and like what I've witnessed in life, but I'm like, I just, I'm not buying it. And maybe that's not fair, you know? And so take that with a grain of salt because that's probably me projecting my own childhood and whatnot, but like, I'm just not buying it. And I'm like, it hurts me for Emily because the girl has been so optimistic and so like forgiving. I I hope it's really not that. Let me reel you in and you know, yeah. just be there for like, you now, but who knows? It's just giving off controlling vibes. Like he's able to control her right now. Cause she has no, cho- like she has no choice. She has to be in, like, she's recovering. So she's yeah. in bed. She needs him. It's like, he's like the person that really likes it when someone is like, like the, I don't know, like a dying bird. Like and he just wants, them. yeah. Like yeah. he just has to be the savior and like the protector and the hero and the all. And it's like, now that's not healthy. Yeah, but. well, we'll see what happens. I mean, they got 12, 12 days left until decision day, so it's at the end of the season. Um, can't wait till some of the specials come out. At the yeah, because we're on we're on one of the specials. It's decision actually, day dish. I think it's uh, April third. April third. Yes, April third mm-hmm. is when we're on one of the specials, which is really exciting. Yeah, we'll have so to share that with that. you. And but thanks again for another episode with Hot Marriage Cool Parents. We absolutely love you. Thanks for being here, even if we're not relatable to you. Think like <laughs> like our five like our reviewer. Yeah, thank you. Um, and yeah. Pardon me. Uh, thank Stay you. Stay tuned to our uh, social media and YouTube. We're going to be coming out with YouTube videos so you, uh, every so we single can go week. through this journey with us, and we look forward to seeing you there and talking to you next week. So yep. we love you. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.